Welcome to Imaging of Things, from mind to page, an inside look into the printing industry. Welcome back to Imaging of Things, a podcast that focuses on giving fun, informative insight into the evolving world of printing, packaging, and beyond. I'm your host, Nick Bankovich. This week, I'm joined by Lucy Swanston, the Managing Director of Nutshell Creative, one of the most recognizable independent marketing agencies to work with brands from all over the globe. Lucy is one of the most exciting business owners to talk to from the UK. Not only did she establish Nutshell Creative 16 years ago, but she is constantly seeking out how new, advancing technology can impact business marketing efforts. All right, Lucy, thanks for joining us. Firstly, it's fabulous to have someone with another accent on the call and uh, (laughs) on the podcast this week. So um, tell us a little bit about Lucy. Well, Lucy is Managing Director of Nutshell Creative Marketing. We're a full-service design agency based just outside of Milton Keynes in the UK. And we've got various different facets to our business. It will come no surprise to you that um, we're great advocates of print within the marketing mix, but we've also got outside of our core agency, a specific, uh, what we refer to as a trade services arm, where we service the print industry in its entirety in terms of their marketing support and ultimately helping them win new business. Excellent. So, you know, typically on the podcast, we have people from the print production end of the world. So it's kind of great to have someone that thinks about the design side of it. It's all great that we can put uh, ink on substrate, as I always say, but creative is, is something that I think for many commercial printers, even display graphics, digital printers, uh, is often missed. So what, what would you say, you know, the challenges are you know, I think print is still an incredible medium. And, and I often say that the printing industry is really about communications. So where do you see the future for, for print communications? For me, I mean, I, I guess I, I'm naturally going to be biased because I've always had an intrinsic passion around including that within the marketing mix. And actually, it goes beyond that for me now. And I think um, it's our job as a Print it works. Print industry professionals to encourage children at a very young age to embrace print um, without them really even knowing it, so they become you know future fans of the of the printed word. But in terms of where I see it going, it's very much around marketeers in general, and I'm not going to pigeonhole digital marketeers versus traditional. If you're a marketeer, you're a marketeer. I think it very much needs to be a blend of all channels. And if you look at, you know, professors of marketing, there's Mark Ritson, a guy who regularly uh, writes columns in Marketing Week, for example, and does his own MBA marketing course. He's very much of the same opinion. So I think the conversations from printers need to change in terms of advocating that blend of channels and really educating themselves, understanding them, how that can actually fit within what their customers are specifically looking to do. So as opposed to taking a brief for you know, a, a print spec that they would ultimately quote manufacture, send out the door and wait for the next inquiry to come through, start to have a broader conversation around, you know, what are those customers or the marketers or the brands specific objectives and really understand the broader picture. That's where I see the future hopefully going. 
Yeah, and and I know that you're actually quite passionate about getting a younger generation engaged in print. Um, you know, my personal experience, I have four children. Um, I've mentioned it many times on the podcast. W- what I find really intriguing is my four children love to consume printed material. Uh, they don't do anything online. They won't even read textbooks online. It's It's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. I know it's a big passion of yours is engaging the next generation of, of readers to, to understand the printed word. Yeah. So within the various councils that I sit in with the IPIA, which is the Independent Print Industry Association in the UK, and also the Data and Marketing Association, both sets of councils are very heavily involved in working with education institutions in putting print media within marketing courses. And we very much advocate that to ensure that it's it's being taught at that level. But for me, I think we need to start younger. I think just involving children in reading is great, but associating them with writing digitally online, and then the byproduct of that being a printed book, you're cementing that love of being rewarded and recognized by something that's been manufactured that actually really is beautiful and something that they can keep and it's in their hands. So it's a, a lifelong piece that you keep and a memento that, you know, you, you never tend to throw away. I think it's great. I, I think one of the things that's interesting is that over the last 10 years, you know, 10 years ago, everyone said print was dead. It was, it was over and everything was moving online. And, you know, you had a, uh, you could email and spam the entire world with a bunch of communications, but but print's coming back. Do you see that that print is a, a big part of a, a marketing campaign, and and how do you tie that into the bigger marketing story? Yeah, well, th- this is a really interesting one actually because we've had two examples of late that really really highlight our thinking here, and. One of the opportunities that we've had, and we're now working on our second campaign, is with a high-end cosmetic company within the UK, and we're dealing with their social media team. So they're very much advocating digital. We started the conversations around what their objectives were for the campaign, and part of the components of the campaign was sampling. So with all the online activity and purchasing online, they wanted to be able to still allow their customers to sample the products that they've had. So the discussions evolved and started around them doing some DM as a result of their customers redeeming an offer online. And we really then got into the devil of the detail, understood how they wanted the campaign to flow. And we use technology, marketing automation technology, to link emails to their social, to personalized landing pages, automating the process for them to have their fulfilled sample pack to send through. But what that then did was generated more mail because we understood what the conversation was about, what their objectives were, and was then able to use mail to look at other offers that could be sent through, um, other products that they might be interested in, and then supported that with other channels like email to to complement it. 
And people really love the, I think, you know, at the end of the day, people love the tactile feel of, of direct mail, you know, getting something physically in your hand. It, it, you, you can see all the great pictures and videos you like online, but, but nothing replaces that, that physical touch, seeing that, that envelope that is a specific color or shape or size that's, that's unique in your letterbox and, and opening it up and seeing that tactile feel of the sample, the physical product. Yeah. I mean, you've got within print, you've got a, a great opportunity for showmanship, you know, having the, the world's our oyster in terms of, you know, what colors we want to print in, you know, what embellishments we want to use, what paper stocks we can entice people for when they're, you know, feeling the, the different formats that land on their doormat or indeed, you know, the, the brochures and catalogues as well. There's the, the possibilities are endless. And I think it's our duty as, you know, agencies and the print industry in general to actually promote that to us so we can then in turn, you know, take ideas, innovations to our customers and brands. Yeah. So you you said you had a second example. I'd love to hear what what was your your second example here? Yeah. So the other example was um, during COVID, you know, home improvements in the UK. I'm not sure what it was like in the States, but um, every man and his dog were, um, yeah, turning their hands to a little bit of DIY, weren't they? Hey, I, hey, I'm putting my hand up. I did some DIY. I did a, a major renovation and then a couple of minor renovations. Um, yeah, the the Home Depot was uh, was my favourite place to visit. Yeah, well, it was the only place we could visit, wasn't it? And, and perhaps the garden centre as well. But that that aside, we were chatting to a home improvement company for quite some time, actually. And a lot of their focus was on digital spend, which was generating leads for them during lockdown. And, you know, they were very plentiful in coming forward, given everybody being at home, etc. And we reached out to them and said, well, okay, once we come out of this situation, have you explored any other opportunities that you think in terms of door drops or personalized DM that are going to help still continue, you know, and still continue to drive leads that you ultimately, you know, won't have as many of as you did before. So the conversations evolved and we've now just confirmed with them that there was a, a lot of back and forth in terms of presenting research to them, data profiling, which you know, I have our supply chain that we collaborate with to thank for that, which I think is also very important that um, people tap into their supply chain to support them. And we're now at a point where they're now complementing their digital acti- activity with door drops around a specific area of one of their showrooms in the UK because they recognize the value and they they can see that they very likely are to get the cut through that they're that they're after it's an interesting you sort of touched on a point that i i think a lot of people miss you know there's an old saying that 50% of all marketing is wasted but you can't tell what 50% and i think one of the things that's interesting today is we have more data than we've ever had before on buyers mm-hmm. being able to profile them and also the response rates to that mailing campaign or that online campaign and how they complement each other. Is, is that a big part of what you see your business bringing, nutshell bringing to the print service providers and to the wider community? Absolutely. I think it's important when the printer's having conversations, they're not just 
order taking in terms of their specification. I was um, discussing a project with a charity today, and the first thing that, or, or how, how the sort of conversation started, was around formats and content with what they were putting in their packs. But we then very quickly shifted the conversation round to data and understanding, you know, the, the integrity of what they've got at the moment, what sort of ROI they're getting on that data, and what potential there was in profiling what they currently had so they could ultimately purchase more lookalikes in terms of their optimum donor. And all of a sudden, we're looking at a much bigger lucrative campaign that benefits both the client in terms of fundraising, but also the printer as well. So that, you know, they can look at increasing volumes and having more of an intelligent conversation. That sort of leads me to my next point. Is it is it something that the printers should be doing? You, you say, you know, many printers, it's it's get the spec, get a quote, produce the job. Should should our print service providers be thinking about yeah, looking at marketing services or partnering with an agency like Nutshell to help understand where there's additional value add? You know, it's it's not just four over four printed brochures, stick it in the mail and hope. It, you know, it's it's embellishment and it's die cutting and it's laminating and and all of the additional things that that will engage the the recipient. Mm, I think that my message would be is that if a printer is serious about their marketing and they want to be able to communicate to their customer or specific sectors that they work in, that they really need to understand what value that customer actually requires. And, you know, that this term is banded about no end. But for me, offering value can mean you know, it has to be something measurable and tangible. And what's important to me as an agency and a printer reaching out to me could be potentially different to the home improvement sector or the charity sector or food and beverage, for example. But if a printer's reaching out to an agency and they need to identify the value that I would require in the marketing material or the messaging that they're promoting, whether that be digital or online, they really need to understand what you know is high up on my pecking order to entice us to want to and you know there's a whole raft of things but you know i'm not interested in price at the first point and i'm not <laughs> interested in you know what toner inks and kit that you've got at that point uh, what i'm interested in is what innovations you can bring to the table that i can actually promote and sell into our customers as new ideas and for them to understand the sectors that we work in. Secondly, I guess, I, I, you know, I, I really value quick response times. Everybody wants everything yesterday. And, you know, there's a level of expectation that we don't want to be chasing for quotes, waiting for a week for, you know, sometimes complex formatting or specs that come forward. We want we won everything yesterday, which I know is not always possible. But um, yeah, we, we speed of response is you know quite high up in in that sort of food chain. So that's what we put our value in and the importance on. It might be completely different, you know, for another brand, but they've really got to identify what that is and communicate that in the right way. I mean, the amount of the emails that we receive from printers that is always driven 
on price. And and yes, you know, it is it is something that you know has to be taken into consideration. But we all know that going in on price isn't sustainable. And you that they it's their job to to create a sustainable price, but maintain or create a perception that is enticing that value to the customers or their brands that they're working with. Yeah, I think that's it. It's it's value for dollar spent. You know, if if you ask any consumer packaged goods company, any charity said, if you spend 10% more, you get a 20% increase in your response rate. People want to hear about that. And I think mm. that gets away from the it's all about the dollars spent. It's about the value returned or the return on investment as, as people often look at it. I think one of the challenges, and, and I will say that as a communications industry, the number one thing that always astounds me, and you touched on it quickly there, is when I go to a commercial print shop and I look at their website, doesn't matter, quite honestly, if it's in packaging, it's in point of purchase, it's in commercial print, I go to their website and they're going to tell me about the exciting new machine they bought that's six times faster than the old one. It doesn't tell me about the value it brings. And I think that's the challenge as an organization, as an industry, where partnerships between design agencies and the print service provider and the buyer have to be paramount. Yeah, a good friend of mine, actually, he also works at an agency. And I've printed the quote out because it just tickles me every time. And um, it's, it's relative to what you were just saying. She said, um, imagine buying a house and being shown the brick that was used to build it, paint in its pot, nails, beams and screws. It doesn't excite me. I want to see what it makes, the end product, the art and the beauty. And that's the opportunity that we've got to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So here's the thing. When, when I talk to many uh, of, of our customers and, and out in the industry talking to people, I often find that, as you say, they're focused on the price. Mm-hmm. Very often they don't understand what the goal of the campaign is. You know, what is the expectation of the buyer? Are they mm-hmm. expecting a 5% response rate, uh, a 10% in, uh, increase in traffic to their website, you know, 15% more people coming to the store? I, I think that's one of the things that I see where creative agencies really bridge the gap between the manufacturing and the expectation of the buyer. Mm, no, I agree. So today, how much how much of your business, or are you seeing a, tr- a trend or a change, I guess, in who's approaching you? Are you seeing more printers coming to you looking for advice and, and help um, than, than the, the brands? Yeah, do you know, I'm absolutely delighted. We uh, Over the 16 years that Nutshell have been trading, we've always worked in this space. And it was only really during COVID that we formalized that offering and set up um, a separate entity in terms of the website and, and formalizing that offering. And I'm just so excited that printers are coming forward. I mean, we, we've onboarded uh, just under 10. Yeah, no, that there's, there's approximately eight or nine that have come on board um, and that's from the start of last year. And they're retaining us now to manage their ongoing marketing activity. They've recognized that, you know, they can't do it all themselves with the best will in the world. They want to, but don't have the capacity and bandwidth to do it. 
They like the fact that we've got the industry connections and we're familiar with their territory and, you know, the, the challenges that they face in doing that. And it's, yeah, it, it's really exciting to see that they're embracing the, the marketing activity now because, you know, let's face it, it it's, it's not been the norm of old, has it? No, it really hasn't. And, and it was interesting, you know, in preparing for, for our uh, chat today, I actually reached out to a couple of people just to get some, some interesting insights. And one of my favorite quotes was from a guy who I've known for probably 20 years. And he said, you know, we've had people in our business that have used Photoshop for decades. They can retouch any image you can imagine. It doesn't mean they're creative geniuses. Mm. You know, it's it's a tool like any other tool. Um, there's a series of tools. Some of the tools are used between the two. Some of them are used in different ways. And so the creative mindset is is often vastly different from the production mindset. So when you're working with these commercial printers, is it almost like an extension of their business? Do you just become that that extra person that happens to not just be in their office, but is an extension of their business? Absolutely. Yeah. So we we work in in two ways. So we offer the marketing support and the implementation of that in terms of promoting their business, whatever part of the industry that they're in, whether they're digital litho or a technology provider, an OEM, etc. And then for the printers themselves, we also either white label our services so they can wrap themselves up as a marketing services provider. Um, or we partner with them and we're quite transparent with the offering where we'll go into, you know, pitches and tenders with that transparency and collaborate together, which also works incredibly well. We kept, we become a trusted partner. Yeah, and I think that's that's the key part. It's it's that trusted partnership. We're all doing the right thing ultimately for the buyer to achieve the goals that we really need to understand at the beginning, back to my, what is the goal of doing this? No, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I should go print something. They're doing it for a reason. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to drive donations. They're trying to get people in the store. They're trying to get people to buy things. They're trying to get people to attend an event. There's a goal behind it. And I think we as an industry have to take a step back and get away from the, we manufacture stuff to mm. why are we manufacturing the things that we're manufacturing? Mm, absolutely. So, Lucy, as we look forward, do you see more and more of the the digital marketing agencies starting to, I'll call it, wake up and realize that the the centuries old world of print is is still highly valuable in marketing communications? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you'll get some that will always remain loyal to their specific discipline but I'm certainly seeing you know I, I, I cited the cosmetic company that we're dealing with and I mentioned it was a social media manager that we're working with and you know a printer would 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 never I guess assume that there would be an opportunity within an organization to approach the digital team for some print but there absolutely is and I think Going forward, there will always be a bias, I guess, in the same way as as we probably are to print. But I think people are starting to open up their minds because, you know, the, the digital space is incredibly saturated and brands are having to spend significantly more budget in getting the cut through that they need and probably, you know, quite a bit more than before. 
And having print to complement that within their mix is a new approach for them. And, you know, if we, we're doing a good enough job promoting what the benefits are and, and, and how we can help support their digital activity, then it's a win-win, isn't it? Absolutely. So here's, here's the, 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 the million-dollar question I guess everyone wants to know is, does it make a difference? You know, I guess, you know, people know that if I send out a million emails, a million emails go out and a million people spam filter it and, and don't read it, or some of them do, some of them don't. Is it is it one of those things that you see more and more where the print service provider and your customers that those brands, those, you know, consumer packaged goods companies are actually coming to you and asking for data about what sort of response rates, how it changes by incorporating print or or even unique characteristics of print in their campaign. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say they openly come to us and ask us, but we openly try and share the love with them in terms of the the research that we get access to. So we will use that as part of our marketing activity and also for our print clients as well. So in the UK, we've got access to all amazing sorts of research that is, you know, either developed by the DMA or the IPIA, Market Reach, which is a, um, a research arm of Royal Mail. And all of those, Chick Mail we've recently got, which is um, a currency in direct mail, so we can plot and monitor and investigate previous direct mail campaigns and see how they've performed. So all of those nuggets of information that we can pull together that's sector-specific for the brand or customer that we're speaking to are all the tools that we use to entice them to want to hear more. Generally, it works. <laughs> <laughs> so so if I was going to take away something from today, I would say that print service providers, brands should be thinking, do your research. And if you can't find someone who can help you with the research, consider print as a part of a value-added marketing campaign and understand what the goals of the campaign are up front. That, that nice summary of it absolutely. for you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, Lucy, anything else you'd like to share with us today? Well, there was one thing I didn't mention at the start, actually, is as one of the other projects that we've been working on within the business is a charity. Well, we're currently a community interest company, and we're just in the process of converting to a charity. And it's an initiative called Topic Heroes. So do you remember earlier in the call, we were talking about advocating the printed piece to the younger generation and starting at primary school age, for example, and putting beautiful pieces of print that they've created themselves in their hands to reward and recognise them for their hard work. So fast forward 18 months, COVID gave me the opportunity to really accelerate that. And we've been fortunate enough to get significant funding now from various universities and government funding streams in the UK. And I'm very proud to say that we're we're ready to launch in November this year. So we've got all sorts of team members pulled in now to, you know, from development through to really amazing academics, literacy professionals that are helping us with content. We've had huge support, EFI included, in terms of uh, donations to help us print and produce these books in a sustainable way and get them out into schools in the UK. 
and with a bit of luck, you know, if the if the blueprint works, then you know we'd love to be able to take that over to the states as well. Hey, I'm I'm hearing a challenge to the audience. So anybody who's uh, interested in helping with literacy of the next generation, uh, Lucy's your girl. Let's talk about topic heroes and and see how we can spread the love around the world. Yeah, it's 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 a great project to work on. Really cements my thinking in terms of the little face when they get their professionally printed authored book that they're probably dedicated to their mum or dad in their hands. It's it's incredible. And I think we underestimate the power of that. Yeah, keepsake for life. Exactly. Excellent. Well, Lucy, I can't thank you enough for your time. Always fascinating to talk to you. And I, I love the idea of, of partnering with print service providers and marketers, getting together and, and really driving the value of print and the return on investment for the buyers. I think it's a great opportunity for, for many of the, the listeners. And uh, I, I highly recommend get out there, think about who's actually receiving these printed pieces and what they're trying to drive. Agreed. Thanks for listening. But before we go, this week's fun fact. For every $167 spent on direct mail in the United States, an average of $2,095 in products and services was sold. That's a 1,300% return on investment. I want to thank Lucy Swanston for being here with us today. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next time, I'm Nick Benkovich, and thanks again for listening to the Imaging of Things from EFI Printing. 